I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. And we, we are, are Collateral, Collateral Gaming. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are recording straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. Un- unless it's math. I mean, in-, in that case, probably probably don't smoke that. I think that's bad. God damn it. Oh, yeah. very bad. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Stay away from the crystals, man. My name is Ashley Chancellor. Fun fact, I just got off the phone with Keanu Reeves. We're uh, planning our attack strategy for Area 51. <laughs> Gonna clap the million nice. cheeks. Was that nice. like a attempt to mix all the memes we've had this last uh, month? I know, I'm so late. These memes are going to be dead by the time this podcast goes out. I mean, Keanu Reeves' meme is, is dead, but it's never dead because Keanu... It's Keanu Reeves. It's never dead. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves lives forever. He lives forever. He's ser- seriously, he's, he's a forever man. Our Lord and Savior. <laughs> no, no, that that's Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, yeah, that's true. Uh, I am here with my brother, Dakota Chancellor, as usual. What's and up, guys? Uh, yeah, well, what's up, bro? Nothing much, man. I'm ready to do this episode. <laughs> it's a good game. Yeah, it is a good game. We're also here, of course, with uh, Bo Maddox and Robert Ortegon. Robert now they haven't. Ortegon, Robert the Ortegon. star of Killing Night. Sorry, Killing Night. <laughs> yeah, that's, his, that's your indie film, right, bro? That is my short. It will be out soon enough because we got all the stuff to do it now. Hell yeah! And, 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 and who helped out with the shooting of that movie? Uh, Frankie Avila, my Jesse Ortegon, yeah, Robert Ortegon, and, and one other and guy. One other, one guy, other guy. This guy. <laughs> oh yeah, that guy. Okay. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, Bo. I have to take credit for everything. Oh whatever. Your studio, your podcast. Uh huh. Your my film. my cinematography. Yeah. Well, this yeah. Is a, this yeah. isn't Bo's podcast. This is this is my. No, podcast. this is y'all's po- This is y'all's podcast. Seriously. Yeah. So yes, well, defeat, collateral Bo. cinema is y'all's podcast as well. So it is. Yeah. It is. It's everybody's. It's, all it's everybody. Yeah, it's, it's it's our podcast. So yeah, if you're not familiar, of course, Collateral Gaming is the offshoot of Collateral Cinema. You all probably know that if you listen to us. But Bo and Robert are Collateral Cinema co-hosts. They haven't played this game. They're probably probably not going to have much input to say about the game. But we gave them mics anyway. So mm-hmm. anyway, yeah, your yeah. your your hosts today are the Chancellor Brothers, and we're going to talk about Subnautica. Right, fantastic game. Definitely worth trying out. Uh, my sister showed this one to me yet again, another game she showed to me, and I just saw the the vast sea, you know, I guess that's all I can really say, you know, because that, that's all I saw, and it was beautiful, and it, it brought me to the game. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Well, just to, to recap, okay, Subnautica is a survival exploration indie game developed by Unknown Worlds Entertainment. Um, this game, like a lot of indie games, like our last indie game, Hello Neighbor, uh, was released during its development. So players were able to play the game during the alpha and beta stages. They were able to uh, access the the features of the game while they were being built. So you start from this unfinished product to something that's uh, truly phenomenal, actually. I mean, the graphics just are incredible. 
uh, right? Oh, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it's crazy to see the the alpha and beta stages because there's players who have been playing this game since you know it came out. Since and it came out, they've been waiting for the for the ending to finally happen because they waited so long to actually bring in a closure to this game. Yeah, like Hello Neighbor. And then, of course, once the product was completed, and it has, to my knowledge, right? Oh, yeah, it's complete. It's complete. In fact, they've already released uh, their first expansion to the game, a standalone expansion called Subnautico Below Zero. I say first, but I don't know if there's going to be others or if they'll go ahead and go with a sequel after that. But Below Zero is still being updated as well. It's it's what Subnautica was in its beginning stages. Right. Well, I, I recently downloaded it. Actually, I got it, funny enough, the day it came out. Well, I I bought it. I think it was like what twenty nine ninety nine or something, maybe twenty six. But anyway, it, it was a good game to buy because it it gives you a new perspective on the Subnautica series. Because in this game, there's more like player connection and talking versus the first one where you have a silent character. What's his name? Robin Robinson? Is that what you said? Riley Robinson. Riley Robinson. That's is that it. a spoiler? I don't know. I don't think it is. I don't, I don't think, think it's it important. Is. It's not important because you don't even know the character. You know that's unimportant to the gameplay because it's more about you. Being yeah. invested in the game, that they kind of give you that idea of that it's you, but they do have to give it some kind of story, which they go more deeper into in the next game. Well, we'll talk about the story a little bit now. We're not going to go into complete detail because, as with our other indie game reviews, of which there is only one out at the moment at the time of this recording, but uh, as with all of our indie game reviews, we're going to keep this spoiler free, unlike our regular episodes, because we want to encourage people to go and play these games. Um, and in the future, we're probably going to be doing some games that aren't nearly as well known as Hello Neighbor or Subnautica, some indie games that uh, to just support up-and-coming indie developers. So right. I really want to encourage players to go out and play these games. A lot of them are free or very cheap. Um, they're usually on Steam or, or whatever, or, uh, PlayStation Plus, Xbox Epic Live. Epic Games, that's what we got Subnautica on. Yeah. So Subnautica, what what's the basic premise? It's a survival exploration, but what makes Subnautica different than other survival exploration what is unique about this indie title i love the the crafting capabilities the fabricator you have what what is it well pretend like you were talking to someone who who knows nothing about Well, right i mean okay fine let's let's start from the beginning you're this deep underwater ocean i mean it's an ocean planet and there are very few points in which you can walk in the game you know and that's there's there's two hidden islands in the game that's not really a secret I mean, <laughs> yeah, there there are only two islands. So basically, the entire map is completely underwater. Right. Um, it is a it's a water exploration game. You, it takes place. Uh, you are stranded on a planet, right? Right. On a it takes place in the future. There's like this corporate government. It seems like Altera, the Al- Altera Corporation right. seems to have some kind of government affiliation. I'm not sure about the details, but um, you have crash landed on this ocean planet, which is almost completely covered in water, and and the area that you're allowed to play in. Um, and I, I guess I don't want to spoil what that actually is. I think that's a cool secret, finding out cool what secret. the area is, actually. Right. You do have a uh, restricted uh, map. Uh, there's, a, there's a very defined boundary, I guess I should say. There's Beyond your ecosystem, there is a dead zone. Right. And so it makes gameplay pretty much impossible. And there's some deterrence. So it... it, it it's kind of cool because you have like an open map, kind of like Breath of the Wild, where you don't feel like there, there's borders. They did a good job of. Oh yeah, very much those. so. There, there's it's very seamless. I mean, even the hidden islands are seamless. You know, I mean, you don't even notice that until you get close to them. Yeah, uh, and this is an open world game. Right, it is considered open world, especially due to the deep sea exploration, which is the most important part, which is going below 
the water, you know? Yeah. Not even worrying about being on walking around on islands and stuff. It goes pretty deep, right? Oh, yeah. I think I've maxed out to like 1,200 I know the meters. game goes at least 1,700 because that's yeah. one of the upgrades for your vehicles. And if you go deeper past the dead zone, you can keep going. I think you can like infinitely go if I'm not mistaken. I think it does restart you eventually. I, I was reading up on that. But. It may. I, I could be wrong. I haven't tried it enough because, like you said, there are deterrents. There's so much to do in this game. I can understand right. why people were able to play this even before the ending to the game had been developed. Oh, yeah, because and, there's so much exploration to do that it's like it, it doesn't even bother you to go around and, and play around on the map, you know? And this game is like a, the, a game we did earlier in our season. No Man's Sky. Oh yeah, remember exactly. Chrissy said she played No Man's Sky because she said it. it she heard it was like Subnautica, our sister. Yes, the sister that in, introduced me to this game. And you played Subnautica because you heard it was like No Man's Sky, right? Exactly. It's exactly why I played it. That's cool. Yeah. So this is No Man's Sky, but uh, underwater. <laughs> or or No Man's Sky was Subnautica in space, actually. More or less, yeah. Because I think this came out first. Yeah, I believe so, too. I think, I think it started like first. 2014, 2012, one of the two. But it did just finish in, what, 2018, right? I, I think the completed gameplay was in 2018. Yeah. And they may continue to update it, I'm sure. Right. I'm doing bug fixes and whatnot. Yeah. But um, I think now everything's going to probably be in the expansion below zero. Right. That, which they're still currently working on as yep. we speak. Very There's, early access. I mean, I, I've been playing it some, and I can still report feedback because I get constant bugs, you know. It's really interesting to see because I got to a point in the game where it says you cannot continue further. The rest is all experimental because we haven't finished this part in the story yet. And it gets you an on-screen message and everything about that. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. So you get to, you're get you playing so, uh, Below Zero, which, by the way, they missed an opportunity to call it Sub-Zero. Honestly, though. Subnautica uh-huh. Sub-Zero? I don't know. <laughs> I think it works. I do, too. Jeez. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, if you end up changing the name of the game... Unknown worlds, don't don't at me. Okay, right. don't at me. Just credit me underneath, just a little bit. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, so you get to experience below zero in the same way that most players experience Subnautica. Right. That's really cool. So actually, we can kind of talk about now, even though we weren't a part of the development stage. We can kind of uh, we know what that's like now. Of course, you're going to have a company that has probably more money and more resources now. Oh yeah, especially after this huge game launch and and the the feedback they've been getting is amazing. Yeah, I mean I've heard nothing but good about this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's I don't I can't find any flaws. <laughs> I really can't. They did a great job. I mean, there's sure there's some bugs. I mean, you can kind of see the map glitch a little bit every once in a while. I mean, I literally got glitched out of the map in creative once. That was really funny. But I mean, <laughs> that just that just happened once. You know, it's like little bug fixes. Games do glitch. Hello Neighbor actually was really glitchy. Hello for a Neighbor game. was yeah, that was very glitchy. And so seeing that this game is still getting its bugs, you know, you, you know it's got its problems, but it's still like a fantastic game nonetheless. Yeah, this is a high quality title for sure. Uh, and I like how, basically, in the beginning, you're just completely thrown into this world with almost no instruction. I mean, you, you have you you do actually have really detailed like PDA instruction on your, on your PDA, which is right. um, kind of your inventory screen, but also where you can view blueprints, etc. There's no map. Absolutely zero map. Yeah, so, so you have to explore it yourself, and you have to to remember things yourself, and you can set beacons and right. the like. But yeah. You have to kind of remember where everything's at, which is a really fun aspect. But what I ended up doing was I usually stayed in the safe shallows near my life pod for for a large for most of the time. Right. And then, like even now, even when I play now, which and I'm we're nowhere actually. Well, I'd say actually we're probably close to getting to the end now. Oh yeah. You and I, but but we didn't. Uh, we haven't completed this yet. And right. I talked to someone, uh, my barber Sean. 
he said he played this game. He'd been playing for two years, and he was keeping up with the development, and he still hasn't finished the game. Yeah, exactly. There's so much to do there's so much in the open world. So much, so much to do with scanning, and I mean that, that's a big important feature is scanning in this game. You have a scanner, which you scan. That's how you also get blueprints, by scanning things that are made already. Yeah, and, and scanning is actually works a lot like it does in the Metroid Prime series. You know what? I would attribute that to the, the same game series. I agree. Yeah, you, you scan everything. Flora, fauna... Um, and various other technologies. No Man's Sky is the same way as well. No Man's Sky is different, though. You don't scan everything. Yeah, you, you can, do. You can, well... You use your visor and you scan things. Not to the same extent, though. I don't know. You spend time, you have to hold on, lock onto it for a second, just like you do with a hand scanner. Right, but there's a there's a feel to this in, in Subnautica that reminds me even more of, like, Metroid. Probably. I mean, I agree with you. Don't get me wrong. I there's, agree Metroid would make a better... Because cause you also can scan to get lower. Right, yeah, exactly. Get blueprints, get things like that. I agree. Yeah, there's there's a lore to this game, and that's actually how you <clears throat> approach the story. Now, as Dakota said, the uh, as Dakota said, the sequel or I guess the expansion Below Zero is a lot more story driven than this game. So you can imagine there's not there's not as, as big of a story drive in the original Subnautica, but um, the reason that that works the way that it is is that it manifests itself through um a player ex- exploration story right you know what i mean like like you go forward and you have to find the background information and the lore right well in slowly the, in the beginning of below zero you started in an area where you can't leave and you you slowly expand your area and finally you leave that area and you can't go back to that area that really? you started in. you're right and so it blocks you out and then it gives you the open world and then you're in said open world that you where you can learn and slowly explore more, just like the other one. And there's a lot more land on that one too. So there's a lot more walking, but there's also that still you, you spend a ton of time underwater. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't I haven't even tried Below Zero yet. Personally. You'll have to play it. I have it downloaded on my computer. But um, but I like how even in the absence of of the game Subnautica, the original being um, story driven, you explore the story yourself right. and you have to find the background information lore which is another thing that's similar to the Metroid Prime series is that there's very little that's told through cutscene and and whatnot you you get the story by doing the, the the extras you know and some of it is actually on the story path as well and there's some things in Metroid I know that like one time scans yeah remember those oh that was so ridiculous because you had to get those bosses because you only see them once yeah, this game doesn't have any... There's nowhere you can't return to. As far as I'm aware, no. In, in the beginning of this one, the entire map is open to you. Right, as soon as you start the game. I mean, you'll die if you try to go into deep waters, but... <laughs> the, right, and there is actually a limited amount of resources when it comes to some things as well. It's really interesting. I know the fish in certain areas. You'll run out of fish in that area if you take them all, you know? And you won't find them there again for a long time. I think some things will respawn, I think, like limestone, like I, outcrops do, but it takes, like... Real lifetime days. Yeah, I heard that that there are renewable resources, but yeah, it t- it's a long time. And this game was never meant to be like a sandbox game, where um, but but people have turned it into one. Oh yeah, and that's why they eventually developed the creative mode where you can build freely because in the game you can build your own habitats, sea, sea bases. Oh yeah, um, anywhere on the map, and and where you choose may be a bad choice if it's an area that doesn't have a lot of resources and it's an area that has a lot of enemies like the Reaper Leviathans or mm. any of the Leviathans. <laughs> the, the, oh man, that actually freaked me out. Like as soon as I got got by a Reaper Leviathan for the first time while coming around the Aurora, like 
I, I, it, it shook it shocked whole, me. Right. It shook your whole world because you don't know what to expect. You see this massive creature coming at you. You don't know where it came from. You don't know if that's the same. Because the first time you play it, you don't know if it spawns in the same areas or not. Yeah. So it could come out of anywhere. But there actually is certain areas in which the Reaper Leviathans will spawn. I think there's a limited amount, too. I think there's only like 22 in the game or something weird like that. Yeah, you can stay away from those areas. <laughs> Although I consulted a little bit of online help with that. I think it's kind of important to do that, especially if you don't notice all the pl- all the you know PDAs and stuff and you don't pay attention. I think yeah. a wiki would do you well. Um, it's also nice to learn some lore and kind of help you get through the game because you're not supposed to, you know, I'm not going to get into detail about it, but there is a story in which you can follow from the wiki and that would help you a lot. Yeah. I'm attempting a controlled descent. Sunlight. I've been dreaming of it for months. But it's hard to enjoy alone. The crash seems so long ago now. Father was right. We shouldn't have gone so deep. They do not want us down there. Despite my best efforts, ill health is taking hold of me. Marguerite and Father are already part of this incredible planet. It's reassuring to know that when I go, I'll join them. Until then, well, there's always the view. Some of the aspects that I liked the most about Subnautica were the resource collecting and crafting and, and habitat building, the, the, the sea-based building like we mentioned earlier. There's a lot of this that fleshes the game out more. And, and I think it's, it's weird because there is that main storyline, but the game, like, you know, like No Man's Sky and like a lot of open-world games, Skyrim, um, it's completely open. And and there's so much to do, and you can spend hours just building bases, and and I had fun upgrading myself and getting myself up because I'm I'm still trying to follow the story, but I'm I'm building up, and you have to spend a lot of time get, getting yourself the resources because the game gives you no direction, absolutely zero direction. It's really interesting because you 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 get points to where you have to go to certain locations and getting the items from said locations allows you to progress further in the story allows you to upgrade yourself more and so you have to go through those things otherwise you can't finish the story yeah and so i enjoyed building you know the seamoth for the, the first time yeah that was really cool because you have to get your mobile vehicle bay 
which allows you to eventually, you have to get the parts needed to build the Seamoth. And then you have to realize you have to have an upkeep to the Seamoth because it's got a power cell, so you have to charge it. So things like that, it gets really interesting because there's so many aspects to think about. You've got your f- hunger, you've got your water, your H2O level, your health level. Yeah. you got to keep an eye on all that. And there's some things in the game that it gives you, like a health uh, kit fabricator. That's that, that's pretty helpful. There's a few helpful things because it is like a government-issued thing in the future. Yeah. And so you're going to have some futuristic things like a fabricator. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to get it through this if you didn't have the fabricator. Yeah, the that is your most important piece in the game. <laughs> yeah, the fabricator is kind of like a 3D printer for any kind of resource that you need. As long as you have the materials required. Yeah. For said item. Right, so you have to collect the materials. And it gives you... and. Um, you what you have in the game are these blueprints which allow you to fabricate. Some of them are given to you by default, you know, so you right. have your basics. But then as you collect more resources or as you find blueprints, you'll gain more blueprints and you'll be able to fabricate more items and like you you know, you get like a mobile vehicle that allows you to move much farther, the Seamoth. Right. And then you get uh you can get a, a suit that allows you the prawn suit, which allows you to walk on the ocean floor, and then you can get the Cyclops, which is a literal submarine. And it and it allows you to house your other vehicles as well. And I don't even want to get into what else you can build that's oh, even yeah. crazier even in order crazier. To, to finish the game. Yeah, because there's that 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 kind of tells you where the story is going because you do end up building something to help you leave help you you know yeah it, it's awesome it so cool. very early on in the game too um you are led to believe that a, a craft is coming to get you to to rescue you yes and and you really think that that um this is it you're gonna you're gonna be rescued and it's kind of like well that's really short there has to be something else and then there's a twist um, and then the game ends up being much, much longer, and you realize that there's so many more things you have to do. That was only the beginning. <laughs> and, and that's a scripted part in the game, but there, there's very few instances of that, right? Right, and there are. And you can spend a long time before you get to that point. Yeah. You can spend a long time exploring before you get to the area where it would trigger said cutscene, said event. That's true. I, I, I remember So the- you could be playing for days, literal in-game days, or literal... IRL days, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it'll tell you your day counter, you know, how many IRL days you spent doing it. How many in-game days, you know. And so it's pretty interesting how you could, how you can spend so much time doing that before you even trigger said event. Yeah. You could explore the whole map and get yourself upgraded, and then it happens, you know. You can spend so much time actually having a purpose and wanting something to do. Like, you're trying to build the most badass sea base. Or you're right. trying to get all of the vehicles in the game, you know. Um you can spend so much of that that you almost forget that there's a story to follow. Absolutely. I spent so much time collecting resources just so I could build one item and then progress on to upgrading that item to more. Same thing with the habitat building. You know, you have to constantly keep up with a certain material so that you can keep on building. And so you have to overproduce it. <laughs> materials are hard to come by. They do renew, I believe, like we said earlier, um, very, very, very slowly in like real life days. But other than that, you know, it does seem non-renewable because whenever you collect all of the resources in an area, they don't come back, not for a long time. And so you end up having to venture farther in the map to collect more resources and spreading out and, and taking different areas that you're not comfortable with going into because you haven't been there yet. And then there's some materials that you have to go and get in other places. Right, right. And you'll think you've explored the entire map when you haven't. There's areas that you can't even dream of. Yeah. You know, the map itself is not... Huge, uh, I believe it's it's two thousand meters across. It's a little in any direction. That. That's like like it's like that. diameter. But yes, I see what you're saying. I mean, I I've gone further than 
2,500 meters from my ship before, but that has to do with being underwater, you know, the angle at being underwater. But I think it's even, it's a little bit more than that even. Yeah, and it's more too because you can go underwater, and the deeper you are underwater, the 1,200 meters plus, you know, you're, that would be the hypotenuse. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so either way, you, you, you'd be going deep. And I've spent so much time deep underwater in caves because that's what takes up so much of the map is that you've got this deep underwater sea that goes super deep, but there's so many caves that you don't realize that are like huge. Yeah. You'll, you'll enter one cave entrance and then leave the other side and you're already across the map. I did that once just today when I played it. So That's crazy. It, it is really, really crazy. I um yeah I've spent maybe I think it said I spent at least like eight real life days it tells you how many hours you've been spending right and uh just yeah put put that much in, into this game and what's crazy is that I still haven't beat the story and and in that time I haven't even explored all of the map either uh, it kind of has a feel like Breath of the Wild in that way when you have like just a, a a game map so huge and so many things to do even though the map itself isn't like huge um actually you know what opened the map up for me you know what gives it that sense though i mean because it is huge though but um it it's it, it's even huger and, and it feels more like a map on the scale of like zelda breath of the wild in that there are biomes that I, I'm scared to go into because of my experience right. with, with leviathans, and so, and I know that uh, at any area can be in a leviathan infested area. Right. And so, like and I said before, like I stay in the safe shallows, and then whenever I have a specific purpose, like I'll travel, but then I'll come back. <laughs> a specific path, right? And that that, that, that what the problem is, is that cuts <clears throat> off such a huge chunk of the map that you know you can't discover because you're gonna you're gonna overestimate where it's at so it doesn't get you, you know. And that's a big problem because you have to have the gear required to get past it. But another thing is seeing the Aurora, the size of the Aurora crash ship that is on the map. Okay. Oh, yeah. You it can is, see it from any point. You can see it from any point of the map. So you always have a sing- one single landmark. That's your one landmark. That's your one landmark because you have to know your directions before you get like a compass, for instance. You can get it later. but You, you have, have to craft to, the compass. You have to craft the compass, right. So in order to get to that point, you have to have some kind of landmark. Eventually, you'll get islands, but you can't see them from far away. Yeah. So you, you have that one landmark and... You see how massive it is, and it takes. It looks like it's right next to you the entire time you're on the map. Like you could just easily swim to it, but you can't. You know, it takes a long time until eventually you get vehicles and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. It doesn't take that long to get across the entire map, but definitely the the game world is huge. I think also, and because we're we're just talking in a two dimensional sense, but this is a very three dimensional game. Extremely, because you have it goes depth. just as deep as it goes wide. Yeah. If not deeper. Yeah, so you have a, a radius, but you also have a depth, and different areas of the map are, are deeper than other areas. So you've got to – that's why this game world is so huge, is that extra dimension that it's you normally cube, don't see because you know? it, it's underwater. Right. You don't spend much time above water. You can see the edges of the map, but that doesn't matter because when you can go straight down and there's so much to explore, so many caves to go through. But at first you can't because you only have – 45 seconds of breath, 45, and you have no exactly. vehicles. Zero vehicles, and you can't do much, right? So you have to slowly get yourself to progress to the point in which you can ex- actually explore places. You know what's cool, too, is that a game like this, you wouldn't think would keep you... You would think it would be too daunting to have the entire game in water because you, you would think there would be a starting out point of land, but this game starts you out in the water. The entire map is water aside from the entire map. two islands that you find later, not your starting point. You do have a safe shallows, which is an area where you're not gonna be you're gonna not gonna get see any of the 
really dangerous predators, and you're all, you're always going to be close to the surface, right? But um, no major threats in the main area. Just kind of maybe a minor threat, maybe some in- minor inconveniences. But that's kind of how it is in any game. You know, you're going to start out with your weaker enemies in the beginning. Right. That's your starting point. And, and so there are separate biomes in the map. And it's really cool because it's all underwater, so you yeah. don't you can't see separate biomes of the map unless you're there and you go into it. There's separate areas where you know not to spend much time in. You know, certain areas are deeper than others. I don't want to spend too much time in any area usually. I, I, I'm, right. I'm like I'm a coward. I'm a chicken. Yeah. Because I because those leviathans can sneak up on you. They can. Oh, the, yeah. the reaper leviathans. Oh, oh, they they freak me out, dude. There's a lot of upgrades you can do to help you with that, though. Yeah. I, I have found there's one specific upgrade that I've gotten that's literally gotten rid of all of my fears. <laughs> yeah, I I felt a lot better by the time I built like my whole submersible. Right, yeah, now that you the, have your cyclops. The cyclops, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um which is kind of itself like a mobile base. Oh, it absolutely is. I mean, you have locker storage in there, you have a fabricator in there, you have everything you need. Yeah, and you can fabricate all of this in game. There is a habitat builder weapon right. uh, or item in the game that allows you to craft, like we said before, the bases. Right. Um, and you can create your own base to your liking, and you can recreate everything that's in your life pod. Oh, yeah. Your life pod is, is, I guess, your sanctuary in the game. Your only sanctuary, which is literally just an area where you can fabricate your items, uh, store things, and, and grab med kits. Right. Which it's a small little four by four room. You know what I mean? It's just that that's it. One little area where you can fabricate. You can grab med kit, free med kits every once in a while, and a little storage space. That's it. Yeah. So what you want to end up doing is crafting your own bigger space, your own base. Right. Um, I usually make mine though in the safe shallows. You know, I don't want to go, but pe- you can build your base anywhere. You can build your base in the most dangerous spot. I've even seen some players build it over the edge of the map. Yeah. In the void, so to speak. It's a good place to start scanning for things. Yeah, because outside of the game's maps, you can go, like we said before, but it's completely devoid of any resources. Right. And there are, as we said before, deterrents that prevent you from um, from, from going off the map. But you can theoretically go. And, and um, the habitat building is just really fun to see and, and every spot on the map, everywhere you can do it. it, and it I, it's really good sometimes as a deep-sea base, you know. If you can avoid, you know, predators... But if you if you can manage to avoid any predators in the area and you have a good sea base under a deep sea, that's perfect to have because that's like a a, a sanctuary, a station you can have, you know, at any point to build something and create something if you have the right materials. Yeah, yeah. You don't realize how how big the game map is when you start off in the safe shallows. Oh yeah, and how much there is to do. So and then you you can spend quite a, a great deal of time creating your sea base your sea base exactly as you want it. And, and crafting every upgrade, allowing yourself to dive further and allowing yeah. yourself to uh, crafting uh, vehicles like the Cyclops and the Seamoth and the Prawn Suit, um, which I would usually do in anticipation of the next story event. Right. And so, um, but but so far, it's like, it, it, it's so hard to like continue on with the story because I, I really want to make the most out of this game and upgrade myself as much as I can before I get there. And then, of course, you know, it'll be a lot easier to, to, to play that way as well. Agreed. And it's going to suck now because now that we're recording this podcast, it's going to almost deter me away from playing it, but it's such a good game that I just I can't stop. You know what I mean? But I've got so much, so many other things to do, like finishing Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man is our next game. So following this episode, I, I believe I'll try to release it next week, we're going to do uh, our season finale on Spider-Man PS4. So y'all should look forward to that. Definitely. Um, I, I do think we've we've talked a lot about Subnautica, and we and we encourage y'all to actually play this 
to, to see more of what it's like. Yeah, you have no idea until you actually get in the game how, how beautiful and how vast the game is. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, do you, do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts are, honestly, I have never seen a game get me so engrossed into it before because the the feeling you get of that 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 threat that constant threat that terror that you have this reaper leviathan coming out to get you every once in a while yeah you know what i mean and when you're not in a safe area you don't feel safe and it, it actually you really feel invested in the game i love that i love i love how it brings me into it i'm so invested i wanted to finish this before i recorded it and now we're gonna have to start uh buckling down and, and recording uh playing some some new games for our next season Oh yeah. So, <laughs> unfortunately, I don't think I'm going to get a lot more time with this game. But, oh man, I want to because it, it's so. I, I think I will. I think I'm going to. I'm going to spend some time, like really, even though we've already recorded the podcast. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, this this game is is beautiful. I definitely recommend it. You need to try it. Um, I, I don't think it's very expensive. How much did you pay for it? Oh, it was thirty bucks, maybe. Thirty bucks. It I may be remember. even cheaper now. It may be. Yeah, you might be able to get it. Yeah, somewhere. probably is. So yeah, oh, go you check know that what? Out. I got it free. Epic Games gave it out for free for two weeks. That's right. Ah, uh, okay, okay. I want to say it is thirty bucks though. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I and I got your copy actually. Yes, you did. Yeah, you just used my copy on your computer. So we were able just to, to share that. Um, yeah. So I, I definitely think Subnautica is a game everybody should try out. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed no matter what you're into. Although, um, this is a very hardcore game. I mean, it's it's pretty difficult. It is pretty difficult. You have to. It is a survival. It's definitely a survival game. Yeah. And so, yeah, check it out. And then after that, check out our other episodes this season if you haven't already. As we're coming to a close, um, we appreciate all of the the feedback we've been getting. We appreciate the support on social media. We're, we're just so happy to be able to do this and to make a hobby out of this. And I'm really looking forward to talking about Spider-Man next week and, and releasing that for y'all. And, of course, uh, Collateral Cinema, y'all just released your season finale, or our season finale on Collateral Cinema, right, guys? Yeah, and guess who takes the lead in that episode? That was me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was the lead co-host on the Princess Bride episode. Yeah, and we had Miss Megan Price also show up and get on the mic. We had a good time. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, so you should definitely check that out, especially if you're a cinephile like we are. Definitely. And we very much are. Dakota and I are both cinephiles and gamers. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and, And look for our new season in October. Our first episode will be Suicide Squad, the collateral cinema Civil War. <laughs> the big controversy. Oh, yes. The big controversy coming very, very soon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll be revealing what's coming forward in season two, um, and which is going to be airing alongside collateral cinema season three. And um, I do want to go ahead and release maybe a couple bonus episodes in between and during the hiatus. But for now, we're going to focus on playing... Um, the upcoming game so we can get ahead, right? Yes, sir, that's the plan. I also wanted to mention that Subnautica was twenty four ninety nine, and VR support. Uh, it also has VR support, which we haven't actually tried ourselves because that w- we don't have a VR set. Oh, man, that sounds that so badass. That would be so amazing. I know. I'm, ju- I'm just thinking about it right now, and I've seen some videos of it, and p- people find it to be beautiful. So imagine yourself in this deep ocean with, with VR, you know? Now, imagine doing that in a swimming pool. There you go. Just kidding. Don't don't try that. Don't try don't, home. don't <laughs> use a VR set in a swimming pool. But if you could, I mean, that would be pretty badass. It does sound pretty cool, bro. The feeling of like swimming all the time. You would have to have like a constant like 
barrier though, like an infinite pool. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun though. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I would definitely love to try this on VR. I, we should do some VR games on Collateral yes, Gaming. Should. So anyway, guys, look forward to Spider-Man and look forward to our bonus episodes, which is to be announced. Um, I want to think I'm, I have a couple indie games. I know originally we were going to do We Happy Few, and we've been teasing that for a long time, but we went ahead and swapped it for Subnautica. We're still going to do We Happy Few, I think, during the break. I think that's the plan, yeah. Before season two. But, um, yeah, look forward to that. Look forward to more indie reviews. Look forward to us go ahead and finishing the video podcasts because um, I, I haven't I haven't caught up with that. I, we have all our audio out but for previous episodes, but I'd like to go back and do video versions of each episode. Also, our Let's Plays. I'm going to start uploading those during the break. Yes, I'm excited to continue those because we have our Zelda Breath of the Wild one coming up. We still have to finish uh, actually playing. We never finished. We, we haven't beat Zelda Breath of the Wild together yet. Yeah. I mean, I I have beat the game, though, and you have also. Right. So we're halfway through the uh, through our, our Let's Play, so it's gonna you're going to notice the difference between us between the first half and the second half. <laughs> oh, well. That's all right. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I just had a baby born, so obviously I've been having to put a lot of things on hiatus. Um, in fact, I think this is the first episode I've recorded since since my baby was born, right? Since yes, Hazel. It is. Yeah, we had her in the studio earlier, actually. Yeah, my wife and, and my daughter came up to the studio. I'm sorry. I'm just really excited about being a dad, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, we'll talk more of that maybe next episode. And I, I wanted to talk about E3. I wanted to do a whole episode covering our major um kind of the major announcements but i ended up throwing that away but maybe maybe we'll get a chance to talk about e3 a little bit in the next episode sounds good i kind of want to wrap this up for now though so we'll see you guys next week look forward to it and um you can find collateral gaming on apple podcasts and on podbean spotify youtube or wherever you get your podcasts we are also on the podcoin app and so is collateral cinema where you can get paid to listen to podcasts you can also find us on chill lover radio which is our network that we work and check out a lot of the podcasts that are on that network Uh, make sure to also check out collateral cinema and um support your local podcasters hell yeah definitely or I guess your your up and coming podcasters like us. Check out our Patreon. We're gonna start releasing the Let's Plays, which is gonna be exclusive content for patrons. Collateral Cinema also has some of that. Uh, some patron commentaries coming soon, right? Yes, we certainly do. We're going to be getting our Patreon finally up and out there, and we're gonna get all the commentaries linked up. I think through YouTube. So look for that, and we're also probably going to have a an exclusive poll here pretty soon for anybody who subscribes to us. I think we have like one dollar and five dollar tiers. So nice, yeah. Ch- check us out, Patreon.com/slash/CinemaPodcast. All right. Well, we've rabbled on long enough. That being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. We are Collateral Gaming, and we are out. Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators, are used for educational purposes only, and are fair use. Please don't sue us. We're poor.
Oh my goodness, this is awful!